This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning to you. Happy October. Try that one on for size. We have entered the fulcrum. In sports, there is no month more hectic and chaotic and yet more exciting and energetic than October. It is my favorite month of the year, not so much because the work never stops and because the sports never stop, but because of generally the weather. I love the weather in October in the Northeast, which is where I grew up, uh, but also really enjoy all things pumpkin. Yes, I am that girl. Orange is my favorite color. Uh, I know I do not decorate for Halloween, but I do decorate for the fall. And I love October because it goes by in a blur and then launches us into Thanksgiving month and we're closer to the holidays. And this year I have extra incentive, so I want it to go faster. But really, October, it's a challenge in our business and yet it's so rewarding. There'll be a baseball team that is crown world series champion. There'll be so much that transpires and unfolds in both the NFL and college football as it's the heart of those seasons, NBA and NHL return. And so you have the four major team sports that are all operating in the same month. The only time of the year when that happens, but you've got the WNBA playoffs also the MLS season that continues on. Uh, We just saw the Ryder cup wrap up in Rome on Sunday It's crazy busy, and yet it's so much fun. Uh, Infinite possibilities as we enter October and the fulcrum. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning to you. If you did not stay awake for Sunday Night Football, maybe, just maybe, you thought that after you saw the first quarter, you were good. You'd seen enough of Taylor Swift and her entourage. Whoa, wait, Aaron Rodgers is there at MetLife Stadium, too? Who thought he would get overshadowed uh, when he returns to his own stadium, for heaven's sakes? Uh, But that's exactly what happened. The Chiefs were locked in early on. The first quarter really did go according to script if the NFL wants to continue to capitalize on the Taylor Swift presence. And by the way, I won't take time to talk about this right now. Uh, Maybe come Monday night or into Tuesday morning once our week four coverage is wrapped up. But someone from CBS Sports did an interview with the NFL. Again, I'll go back and talk about this more in our next show. But the number of impressions on social media, the number of ticket sales 
jersey sales, even the number of Travis Kelsey followers on social media that has grown exponentially in one week of an association with Taylor Swift is no joke. You can tell me, and there's some of you disgruntled NFL fans that want me to believe that nobody cares about Taylor Swift being at a football game. That is total BS because there are numbers, actual physical concrete numbers to prove that when the NFL and Taylor Swift collide, the impact is astronomical. The the ticket sales alone for people who just showed up at MetLife Stadium in order to catch a glimpse of Taylor Swift, that's ridiculous. Ah! There are people out there that can't afford to go to an NFL game because of how expensive it is. And there are a lot of people that never would have considered going to an NFL game if not for Taylor Swift. I mean, we know that families consider mortgaging or taking out a second mortgage on their homes to buy tickets for Taylor Swift concerts. They can't get to those or their kids are disappointed. Well, then maybe an NFL game is the next best thing. There were reports and and different stories on social last night of people sitting next to fans who knew nothing about the NFL but had bought tickets to go to the Jets and Chiefs on Sunday night simply because Taylor Swift was going to be in the building and they might catch a glimpse of her on the, the big screen, the Jumbotron, or in her suite. You can tell me nobody cares, but I think you're definitely in the minority. The NFL cares, let me just tell you that much. So, yes, she was there. Aaron Rodgers returned to MetLife, received with far less fanfare. (laughs) It's after hours with Amy Lawrence. I saw a bunch of Zach Wilson smiles later in the game, but certainly not early on where the Chiefs were able to get a Isaiah Pacheco 48-yard scamper that caused many, many camera shots of the Taylor Swift suite, which, by the way, even if you weren't a Swifty, you got to see Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively and Hugh Jackman and Jake from State Farm and And Travis Kelsey's mom. (laughs) It was a veritable suite full of stars, if you will. (laughs) Anyway, she was fired up over Pacheco. And the 48-yard run up the middle for a touchdown. Noah Gray holds in a 34-yarder for uh, for the Chiefs. And there's all this momentum for Kansas City, right? Until one flag changes everything, almost. The Jawan Taylor holding call in the end zone leads to a safety for the Jets. You can look at that moment as the as the entire turning point. Of this game because, and I'm not saying everything was going right for the Chiefs, but the Jets had no answers. After the safety, the Jets scored 12 points in seven minutes. And Patrick Mahomes chucks a pair of interceptions. It could have been three interceptions actually had one not been dropped. It was as though we were watching a completely different game. And somehow there was this out-of-body experience where the Jets and the Chiefs changed uniforms. At the quarter break. And I think this is fascinating. Maybe it has to do with Taylor Swift and football fans deciding they've had enough. Like actual football fans, not Swifty football fans. Because there's a completely different category. But did you notice on social or did you just notice the tone? Maybe the energy at MetLife Stadium. How all of a sudden, Zach Wilson's become this sympathetic figure. Now people are racing 
to jump on the Zach Wilson bandwagon if for no other reason than they feel sorry for him. They're just sick of people piling on this guy. Now, I will admit, I will admit that I didn't have high hopes. And I'm still a little bit nervous for Zach Wilson because I'm not sure he can actually succeed in New York just because it feels like the deck is stacked against him. But you know what? He's a number two overall pick in a previous NFL draft. He knows what he signed up for. This is trial by fire. Whole lot of adversity. A whole lot of critics. A whole lot of doubters. You know what? When that is what I face or what I faced in my career, it actually tends to give me extra motivation. And maybe that will be the case with Zach Wilson and with the Jets because you can actually see his team rallying around him. So, yeah, end of second quarter, into the third quarter, this was Zach Wilson locked in. Paul checks in as the running back now on second and goal. Garrett Wilson, single wide receiver, split to the left. Wilson under center, takes the snap, back on a play fake. Wilson looking, looking, throws right side of the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Jets. Wilson put it up in the air, and it's caught by C.J. Usama. And the New York Listen Jets have come back from the dead with 6.26 to go in the second quarter. Wilson to the gun, trips left, single man right. They need the two for a first down. Shotgun snap, back to pass, fires, end zone, caught. Touchdown, Jets. Alan Lazard makes the catch, and the New York Jets are a two-point conversion away from tying the game. Trips left, single man right. Wilson to the gun, gets the snap, back to pass. No, it's a quarterback draw. He's hit, bounces off, running left. Wilson dives, and he is in, and the Jets have tied the game. It is 20-20. Zach Wilson in trouble, got out of it. Ran left, diving into the end zone, and we're all knotted up. Seriously, listen to the noise from MetLife Stadium behind Ryan Radke on Westwood One. And that does not include all the Swifties who are sitting on their hands, A, because they have no idea what's going on, and B, because the wrong team, quote-unquote, is making a surge. That's actual Jets fans. And Zach Wilson and the Jets offense looked like a an actual pro football offense. It was really impressive. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. They were lighting up MetLife there into the third quarter. Now, the Chiefs have the ability to settle into this ball control game, and they certainly did that. Uh, they were not taking advantage of all their opportunities in the second half, which is why the Jets were able to make this rally. But they did keep the ball away from the red-hot Jets offense for more than seven minutes. They do the go-ahead field goal. And then comes this moment that I know a lot of people will be talking about. And again, he's an NFL quarterback. He deserves whatever comes his way because this this is a, a job that a lot of people would kill for. Um, It's a job that there are only so many, right? 32 starting jobs in the NFL. It's a very elite group of, of men that play this position. And Zach Wilson has this opportunity. So no one's going to feel sorry for him over his mistakes. I don't think. Um, But the, the fact that he played so well and that still in the fourth quarter is this moment that he's regretting. Three receivers to the right tight end closes the formation to the left. Ball snapped to Wilson, fumbles it on the quarterback exchange. The Chiefs think they've got the ball. They've got it at the 46-yard line of the Jets. Recovered by Turk. Wharton 
A bad snap to Zach Wilson from center Connor McGovern. Nah. And the Chiefs gain a turnover at the Jet 46-yard line. Yeah, that's on me. I, you know, critical situation. I can't, I can't have a play like that. I cannot drop the ball. You know, and this team is sacrificing a lot. You know, guys were making plays. Defense was making plays. O line was protecting. Um, receivers were making plays, and to be driving right there and to to drop a snap. You know, I cannot do that. You know, I lost us that game, and I cannot do that. That's not something you would have heard from Zach Wilson last year or his rookie year. So I will give him credit for his accountability, his maturity. Mitch Holtis, maybe his perspective is that it was a bad snap. It was not. It hit Zach Wilson in the hands. Zach takes responsibility for it. He dropped it. That's what he said. That's what he did. Maybe started to move before he was ready, before he had it. He kind of explained it in another uh, question or Q&A in which he knew there was going to be some pressure coming off the left edge, I think he said. And so for that reason, he started to move. He was trying to edge away before he had the football. So he took complete responsibility. I do not agree that that's why they lost the game. How about don't get into a 17 nothing hole, and then we could talk about why you lost the game. Or how about don't give up a 25-yard scamper to Patrick Mahomes straight up the gut when, you're facing, when they're facing third and 23. Don't get a penalty on third and 20. Don't have a penalty erase an interception there in the fourth quarter. There are many other moments to point to. But that one stands out because quarterbacks always get more of the credit and they always absorb more of the blame when things go right or wrong for an NFL team. And yeah, it was the last time that Zach touched the football and he fumbled the snap. I will say anyone who still has doubts about whether or not the locker room is for Zach Wilson, whether or not the locker room of the Jets believes in Zach Wilson, only needed to watch the end of the game. As the the Chiefs, and, and Mahomes does this masterfully, are running out the clock and not giving it back to the Jets. And yes, they did get the benefit of an interception wiped out on a on a holding penalty. But as they refuse to give the ball back to the Jets, Zach Wilson is hanging his head, You can see it on his face. He's frustrated. He's upset. He's blaming himself. And it's a steady stream of teammates who come over to encourage him, to pat him on the helmet, to pat him on the chest, to pick him up, to to give him a couple of words to say, man, this isn't on you. That did not happen last year. In fact, and it was a different locker room, right? Because there's a bunch of veterans now that came over with Aaron Rodgers. But they're also different in that they believe in Zach. Last year, it was the same, or it was a lot of the same guys wearing, was it bleeping Mike White t-shirts? I love Mike White t-shirts. So they were wearing t-shirts to support the backup quarterback because that's how much Zach Wilson was was grating on their last nerve and how much they didn't want Zach out there. He was a punk. He was a bit of a baby, right? But he's grown up. And so to see the way that they are now embracing him and rallying around him, I think is important. That indicates that they're not looking for a big change. They believe that that this guy can actually find a rhythm and that the offense can put it together. And we saw flashes of that last night. Though, of course, ultimately, it is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs who have the last word. McKinnon is the running back to the right of Mahomes on third down and eight. Now they flare him out. They're going to throw it here. Mahomes steps up. He's at the 10, angling at the 5. Mahomes goes down at the 2. 
sliding on his hip, McKinnon style, like Super Bowl 57, as Mahomes goes down at the two and should affect in the game, gaining nine yards on third down and eight. It was definitely a fight. Um, we came out hot, obviously struggled. I made two just bad throws um, where I was trying to lay it over a linebacker and a safety, and I just didn't throw it far enough and hit the dude right in the chest. Stuff that you can't do. Um, but I was, I was proud of how the guys fought. I mean, obviously the defense kept us in it. Um, and then the offense had two drives in the fourth quarter where we, we had sustained drives, and that, that's a good defense. So uh, I'm proud of that, but obviously a lot to learn from and a lot to correct. Proud of our guys for battling through uh, the night. There were some changes in momentum there. We were able to get it back and did a nice job of uh, swinging things back the right way. And, um, I, you know, if I had to pick somebody out there, I'd pick Pacheco out for the nice job that he had tonight. And, and then for our corners for figuring out what they were doing and shutting them down. So it was, uh, it was good all the way around there. Yeah, if you can win when your star quarterback nearly throws four interceptions. <laughs> so there were two officially, but there were two more that very easily could have been picks. Uh, and when you blow a 17 nothing lead, and when you are able to withstand what is a rally in front of a hostile crowd, forget who's in attendance, Aaron Rodgers, Taylor Swift, regardless. Who knew Cupid was so big? <laughs> the Chiefs moved to 3-1, and one, and I just am reminded as I watch them, I'm not telling you that they're in any kind of rhythm and they're fantastic for being three and one. No, they've actually won some ugly games. But what stands out always about the Chiefs is they're impervious to pressure. This team has been in every situation on every platform that you possibly can. Patrick Mahomes does not feel pressure. He's one of those rare birds who performs better under pressure. And those are the athletes that turn into superstars. Yeah, this team, they don't mind being behind they don't mind having the deck stacked against them whatever cliche they are used to getting every opponent's best shot and that's all right with them because they've got the benefit of having been in these these situations over and over again time and time again like being down 10 points in the fourth quarter of a super bowl and coming back to win it let's go ah, ah, ah. <laughs> You think that's how we ran out into the field (laughs) last night? (laughs) Good stuff. All right. On Twitter, A-Law Radio, we're asking you this question also on Facebook. One month nearly in the books in the NFL season. What have you learned so far? What stands out about your team? Of course, we'll continue this forward because we still have Monday Night Football to get to. Coming up, uh, we got to race through some of uh, the games that we have not yet talked about because that's our promise to you. But we also have to give you a little bit of the Dolphins and the Bills because that was your choice for after hours game of the week. Vikings get their first win. The... Hmm. The Broncos get their first win, both fairly dramatic and both after they put themselves in a hole. What do these two things have in common? Uh, We're glad to be with you on a Monday morning following this crazy NFL Sunday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After Hours Podcast. to the left sideline, complete to Diggs, but there's a flag trying to spin away from the tacklers, and he does! 35-30, 25-20, headed to the end zone! Touchdown, Stefan Diggs! Two receivers to the right, Diggs by himself on the left side. Here's the snap, picks the handoff to Murray, throws in the end zone, it's a trifecta for Stefan Diggs! A 13-yard touchdown reception! Can you dig it? We had talked about it during the week, um, you know, trying to capitalize. Uh, I feel like, you know, in a game, things show up kind of a little different. So being on the same page with Josh is crucial, especially in those moments in the red zone. So capitalizing in the red zone has been a big thing for us, uh, as mentioned. So, uh, you know, I try not to make it more than what it was, but it's cool with that. <laughs> Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. Stephon Diggs, he's cool with that. Uh, he had one incredible performance from Stephon and Josh Allen, of course, uh, with this, I would say, a little bit of an edge uh, when it comes to giving that ball to Stephon in this first month uh, because of the speculation over the offseason and the flap in the offseason and then in preseason. A lot was made of it. But when those two are connected and on the same page, it's dynamic. They're one of the best duos in football. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Six catches for Stephon, 120 yards, three touchdowns. And Buffalo never trails against Miami, though the first five possessions, bing, 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 touchdowns for first Buffalo. And then Miami, and it went back and forth on a red hot start. Honestly, my favorite part of this game, even though, yes, there are plenty of of offensive elements you could look to with Josh and Stefan, and, and not just the two of them, uh, others chipping in as well. 
They go five for six in the red zone. But I love what they did on defense. I love how stout and physical they were. The fact that they put more pressure on Tua Tagovailoa and hit him more, sacked him more than he had been in the three games combined. Four sacks of Tua yesterday. And holding the Dolphins to three of 10 on third down. They go over three on fourth down, even with Mike McDaniel's creativity. So after what we saw the week before with them posting 70, 35 points in each half against the Broncos to see them then turn around and run into the buzzsaw that is Buffalo and Orchard Park. Uh, to me, that was the masterful part of this game. As much as it's dazzling to watch Stefan and Josh Allen and the others on offense just rack up the yardage. Yeah, this was a bit of a wake-up call for Tua, and he admits it. You lose in, in, a, in a manner like this, and uh, yeah, it, very humbling. And it's, and it's, you know, for some... It's much needed. The only down mark or downside, I should say, for the Bills is that they lose Tredavious White to what they believe is an Achilles injury. It's an emotional moment in the third quarter as he was in tears. He was uh, tracking along with a Dolphins receiver and pulls up and, and can tell right away something's wrong with his right foot. And so that was certainly uh, one that caused a lot of guys to get really emotional in the postgame locker room, including Sean McDermott. You just wonder why, um, because you watch him, how hard he's worked to get back, and um, yeah, you know, I just, I know he's a man of faith, and I know how strong he is, and um, you know, he, he will, he will rebound. Right now, you've got the Bills and the Dolphins on top of the AFC East, both of them at three and one, but no more teams that are undefeated in the AFC. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio, uh, raving about the Dolphins' defense. Uh, but if you want to talk about defense, and would you like to vote in our Monday MVP poll, because we had to include a defensive player, and honestly could have included another. Haven't yet talked about Vikings-Panthers, but Harrison Smith, the star of the show for Minnesota, in their comeback on Sunday. So defense, defense, defense wins championship, right? Well, Khalil Mack, he was a one-man wrecking ball against the, uh, against the Raiders. Even though there was no Jimmy Garoppolo, there was still a quarterback to sack. O'Connell looking in the middle of the field, hit, and he is dropped, sacked. Who do you think it was? <laughs> Unbelievable. The sixth sack for Khalil Mack, a new Chargers record. A loss of 10, a new individual record for Khalil Mack in a single game. It's sacks, but at the same time, man, uh, it's a team effort. And you understand that uh, when you out there, you have good rushes and you still don't get there. Uh, so uh, just knowing that and, and understanding that from from uh, my Justin Tuck days, uh, he said it's a lot of luck that comes into that goes into it uh, when everybody working together. Um, you don't you don't want that benefit from it. So I understand that. I voted for Khalil Mack for the After Hours Monday MVP because he was a monster. Monster Mack. Oh, that's just wrong. That's nice. <laughs> nice.
Mac attack, Mac attack, and the sack attack. Uh, yeah, you heart attack for Aiden O'Connell. Welcome to the NFL. Who's that? Well, I'll tell you in a second. But yeah, Khalil Mack, one of our candidates for Monday MVP. We put up a poll on Twitter after our CBS. It's also on Facebook. Of course, you can contribute right in votes. Like I said, I wanted to see Harrison Smith in the poll as well because he was just as devastating for the Panthers in the Vikings comeback. Uh, the reason reason why it was Aiden O'Connell starting at quarterback for the Raiders is because Jimmy Garoppolo is still in concussion protocol and we got to see flashes of what the rookie could do right away. O'Connell under center. They're lining up for the push. He gets it from there. Touchdown Raiders! Aiden O'Connell's first touchdown is a rushing touchdown from less than a yard out. And they take the drive thanks to Jock Jacobs. And the rookie dives in for a half yard, courtesy of his fellow rookie Michael Mayer from behind. And it's 7-6 with 45 seconds to go in the first. Guys just did a good job around me, kept encouraging me. Obviously, we got down in the first half. I think our defense did a really good job um, keeping us in the game, especially in the second half. And um, the guys around me are really good playmakers, so just try to get them the ball and, and make plays. But um, like I said, just just a lot to correct, and um, you know we're, we're going to do that this week. The question was asked of Josh McDaniels, why go with Aiden O'Connell over Brian Hoyer? And he said he really likes the role that Hoyer has taken in. You know, I mean, he's had a few snaps already, but he likes the role that Hoyer has as the backup kind of mentor, kind of veteran, someone that he's really familiar with. But we know Brian Hoyer has a ceiling, right? What McDaniels said is that they were... I guess, careful all week because they knew that Garoppolo might not be cleared. So they actually gave a lot of the first team reps to O'Connell to get him ready. And they felt more comfortable throwing him out there because he'd had reps during the week. It was a lot of Josh Jacobs, really, is what it was. Uh, So, yes, O'Connell has a one-yard rush for his first NFL score. You hear it there on Raiders Radio. But it was heavy Josh Jacobs and leaning on Devontae Adams. And, yeah, the defense played really well. In fact, the Chargers were scoreless in the second half. Scoreless, as in Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and whoever else. They they weren't able to do a darn thing. Actually, I don't even think Eckler returned yet. So, of course, he wasn't able to do anything. But, yeah, the weapons that they had on offense, they could not find anything uh, worth their salt there in the second half. And so the Raiders are able to make this a game late, uh, but it was Khalil Mack. It was Asante Samuel with an interception on the Raiders' last opportunity. Uh, Just a lot of pressure on O'Connell. And maybe it's not a fair position to throw a rookie quarterback into, but I thought he handled it well. Uh, As for Justin Herbert, you may have seen the splint on his finger. So yet another quarterback injury got it caught in a helmet and had to get it uh, splinted up and taped. And it just, it looked awkward. It's a bit of scratch, uh, just flesh wound and um, (laughs) just got stuck in a helmet. But uh, thankful for all the doctors and all the trainers out there to, you know, help me get through that. I mean, he wasn't coming out. It was one of those things where he was worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Going back in, and he has that look. I'm going back in. I'm good. And, um, you know, again, just to show that toughness to the team, we really talked about that going into this game, being a division game, uh, and he surely showed it. And when your franchise quarterback, you know, embodies all that, you know, everyone else jumps along. Hmm. But the franchise record for Khalil Mack, single game mark with six sacks. He had another four quarterback hits in there as well. So a lot of pressure to put on a rookie QB. Uh, though the Chargers, they're they're still all or nothing, it seems like. Justin Herbert had a pair of rushing touchdowns, uh, had a lot of points there in the first half, but just unable to sustain that. And maybe that's part of it still being the first month of the NFL season. What did you learn in the first month? With still one game to go in week four coming up tonight. On Twitter, A-Law Radio to answer that question. Uh, show Twitter as well. After our CBS, you can take our Monday MVP poll. It is available for you. I know Christian McCaffrey is the easy pick or Josh Allen, but maybe I'm thinking outside the box. Uh, and, and let's see. What do we still have to do? Well, we still have to get to Vikings, Panthers, Broncos, Bears. Because weirdly enough, those were two games against, or two games, excuse me, between two winless teams in each one. So we knew that two teams, how is, that is so strange, right? You had your last four remaining winless teams, and they were all playing each other on Sunday. It's like the consolation bracket or something. So that was odd. But we knew two were going to come out with wins. So there are only two remaining now. And then we absolutely have to get to commanders and eagles while we're talking about teams that uh, that are winless. Got to work in the last couple that have yet to log a loss. Pretty impressive. The commandos push the eagles to the limit. I will say that. Let's see. Uh, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, whether it's YouTube, we're always happy to connect with you. We haven't even gotten to the baseball schedule. The postseason starts on Tuesday. That's crazy. Uh, no time for you either, Ryder Cup, uh, although it was an impressive European win. How about the trade in the NBA that sends Drew Holiday to the Celtics? There's a lot that happened this weekend. It is just the beginning of October, so we'll catch up as we can. Catch us while you can. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hertz is going deep for Brown, and it is caught! Touchdown! A.J. 
A.J. Brown. You have options when you've got A.J. Brown. And again, they go back to the double move on the outside. It's worked all afternoon. Double move. A.J. Brown goes and did it, scores a touchdown. There is a flag in the end zone, however. Let's see about the flag. It's got to be. It's not going to take away the touchdown. That's for it's sure. Second and goal from the 10. Snap to Hal. Surveying. Throws to the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown! Touchdown, Washington! Jahan Dotson! Unbelievable! My goodness! Yes! Oh, my, indeed. And this is why you want Jahan Dotson into the game. When you have two great receivers like Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, you give those guys a chance. This is the biggest catch of Jahan Dotson's young career. Unreal. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Oh, so many moments for Commanders and Eagles. As much as you all voted for Dolphins Bills as the After Hours game of the week, to me, this was the game of the week. This was some kind of battle in the NFC East, and Washington was up for the challenge. Something I noted right away, put it out there on Twitter, too, is that Jalen Hurts was getting beat up. They were coming after him. He was feeling the pressure for a good portion of this game. He was on the run. He was getting moved around. They were bruising him. They were battering him. And they were making life a lot more difficult. Uh, However, the Eagles still do have a ton of great chemistry. And that Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown connection is lethal at times. A.J. was bold. He was brash. And that flag that you hear on Eagles Radio Network is probably one reason why the commanders were able to tie it up with no time left on the clock in the fourth quarter because yeah, AJ Brown was feeling it complete with a taunting flag. (laughs) He, yeah, he had an awesome game, uh, but he also hurt the Eagles in the end when he threw that touchdown catch or the ball from the touchdown catch into the lap of the defender, nine catches, 175 yards and two scores for AJ Brown. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. There are a lot of great moments in this game. We can't get to all of them, at least not on this edition of the show, but love to see Brian Robinson uh, show off his toughness with a touchdown run to tie it as well. And then Sam Howell. Wow. Talk about a guy who is ready to stare down a challenge. Remember, he's coming off a game in which he throws, what was it, four interceptions? And really struggled. And Ron Rivera said, hey, he's still a young quarterback. He's still figuring it out. Well, he figures it out all right. We've seen him lead some late scoring drives in games already in his young career. A 10-play march in a minute and 43 seconds. He connects with Dotson. And the snap that led to the touchdown took place with one second on the clock. They try a pass play before that. The clock stops with one second remaining, so they have time for one more. And I was watching it on TV. Maybe some of you were as well. The crew on Fox thought the game was over. They thought it was done, and yet there was one second left on the clock. So he's able to fire that strike to Dotson for the tying touchdown. Now, remember what people say about overtime. Oh, it's so unfair. If you don't win the coin flip, well, then you're done. No, it only happens 50% of the time that the team that wins the coin flip actually ends up winning the game. And in this case Washington had it first but goes three and out to start overtime Philadelphia well they didn't look great at this point they may have been exhausted but they managed to fight and scratch and claw and get into field goal range it is a 54 yard attempt by Jake Elliott hold your breath ball is spotted the kick is away and the kick is 
Eagles win. The Eagles win. Lights out. Jake what Elliott a does it with his fourth field goal of the day. We're still putting it together. Nobody wants to be playing their best football right now, you know. Uh, but we're still striving each and every day to fix the little things and, and you know, uh, and head in the right direction. Like I said, we don't want to play. We, we want to play good. Don't get me wrong. We want to play really well. But we don't want to play our best football right now in October. You know, we, we, these are moments that we're learning from. These are experiences that we're learning from. There was a, a game in overtime that when it, if it happens again, nobody will blink because we, we're, we're put in these, in, these, in these tough situations. So, you know, uh, it's a learning experience. However, like we're 4-0, we, I, like Nick just said in the locker room, we didn't, we, didn't, we didn't won every way, you know, these four games. I think a win like this does so much for the spirit of a team because it's, winning is not easy. Winning is hard. And it's hard in this league, and it's, it's very hard in this division. The Eagles are 4-0. And, yes, in the NFC Beast, you take that all day no matter what it looks like. So they remain undefeated along with the Niners. Last two teams standing that have yet to pick up a loss. Cowboys are at 3-1. Commanders now at 2-2. Two two. Giants play tonight against the Seahawks. I'm assuming there will not be a repeat Taylor Swift performance at MetLife Stadium, and so the Giants can play in peace as they host the Seahawks. We'll see if they can pull into that uh, 2-2 tie with the commanders there in the division. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Merrill Reese is the play-by-play voice of the Eagles on that game-winning field goal. Uh, Plenty of drama between Vikings and Panthers and Bears and Broncos. Funny enough, because these were the four teams that had yet to pick up a win, and yet they may have provided some of the best drama on Sunday. So Vikings actually get into a hole. I can only imagine what Minnesota fans were thinking early on. The defense provides the spark, uh, and, and it's the worst possible start for Kirk Cousins. Cousins in the shotgun. Madison off his right hip. The snap. Cousins looking left, throwing left, and that's intercepted. Picked off by the Panthers. Going all the way down the sideline. He's got one man to beat. It's Franklin. He's got to beat the quarterback. Franklin stops. Gets a block. Pick six. Carolina. Sam Franklin. Take it back. That's the call on Panthers radio. Sam Franklin with a 99-yard pick six. And I got to give Cousins credit. He sprinted his ass off. And he had the right angle. He was going to make the tackle until he got blocked and knocked over. (laughs) Wah, wah, wah. Could you imagine what those guys think when they see a quarterback coming oh, to try to make a be tackle? The greatest feeling yeah. ever. <laughs> because it's open season. There's no rules. It's got to be the greatest feeling ever. Yeah. That's all I can say. So Kirk Cousins does a face plant, and the Vikings are already in the hole. But they do have Justin Jefferson, and he is dynamic. You're welcome, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I, I mean, Kirk even has another interception before they get to halftime, and Carolina's leading. But the defense, so the the one-two punch of J.J., Justin Jefferson, and the way that he can battle any defender for the ball. And then Harrison Smith, he was awesome. A sack and a forced fumble on Bryce Young that leads to a D.J. Wanham return for a touchdown. He goes 50, uh, 51 yards, I think it was, something like that. The Minnesota defense is then really in sync, forcing a three and out, giving the ball back to the offense. Uh, Harrison Smith was everywhere. He was the Khalil Mack for the Panthers. Three sacks, 
uh, well, Khalil Mack in the face of the Panthers is what I meant to say. Three sacks, three quarterback hits. Uh, they were they were great on defense late, and that's really how Cousins and J.J. ended up with the ball again. And Alexander Madison, he had uh, nearly 100 yards rushing. So Vikings get their first win. Panthers remain over. They're now 0-4. And it looked like the Broncos would be their counterpart in the AFC. Get this. The the Bears and Justin Fields have a perfect first half. No joke. Uh, Justin Fields had a perfect QB rating in the first half against the Broncos. And Chicago's up 28-7 to until all of a sudden there is a fire lit under Russell Wilson and under that Broncos offense. Um, But it still becomes about the defense, too. They were able to take command with their defense. Maybe that's uh, considered a lost art at some point. But, yeah, the, the big play that you have to hear and and see is a fumble return for a touchdown. Fields under center. Crowd is quiet here. Play fake for Fields. He's going to be hit. The ball's not free. It bounces around. Jonathan Cooper scoops it up. And here we go. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Denver. Yes, sir. Nick Bonito caused the fumble. And Jonathan Cooper with the Broncos' first defensive touchdown of the year. 28-27, Chicago, 6.55 left. Dave Logan with the call on Broncos radio. So, yeah, that had to be a relief for the Broncos. They tie the game on that sack and forced fumble and the return for the touchdown, and then later able to get in a position for a Will Lutz 51-yarder inside of two minutes to go. This is crushing for the Bears. I know that it's not optimal to make changes mid-season, uh, and we're not even mid-season, right? We're a month in, but whoa. A 21-point collapse at home against a winless team. So the Bears, with a late interception that seals that loss, you can imagine they're fuming there in Chicago. We'll do a lot more catch-up, and we'll get you set for a baseball postseason coming up tonight. Have a great Monday. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.